Welcome to the TCU Chi Alpha podcast, where we share sermons, interviews, and other resources that encourage and challenge students as they follow Jesus on campus. So I get to talk about having fun as a Christian. So can you have fun as a Christian? Is that like a lab? Is that a thing? Yes. No? Okay, I'm seeing someone shake their head no, and I think that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. No, um, but anyways, no, it, it sounds a little outrageous, right? Like, it's a little bit ridiculous. Of course, we can have fun as Christians, but um, sometimes I feel like the Christian world, the church, sometimes talks more about what we can't do to have fun than it does what we can do, and sometimes it feels a little bit like you aren't supposed to have fun unless you're worshiping Jesus. Like, oh, the most fun we should have as followers of Jesus is when we're sitting by ourselves reading our Bible. And it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. It is fun. Don't get me wrong. All this stuff's important. Like being in church, reading the Bible, worshiping is, is all really important in the life of a believer. But um, sometimes it can almost feel like, uh, you know, you can hear the Jesus juke happening of, oh, it's a Friday night. What do you want to do? Worship the Lord, right? Like, and that's all good. That's all well and good. But really, like, you know, it's okay to have fun too. I feel like this is a lit Friday night, according to Christianity. Am I right? Like, I found this. This was a real, this is real. This is like an image you can pay for online. And we paid so that there wasn't a stamp, so you're welcome. Um, But like, no, this is, and don't get me wrong, I love a good puzzle. But I do just feel like this sometimes can be the feeling of what a lit Friday night in Christianity is. Am I right? Like, and, uh, and so I found two games also. Exhibit B, this is Exhibit A. Exhibit B, two games that really exist in real life. Bibleopoly, where instead of going to jail, you go meditate. And um, it looks like there's a community rejoicing celebration when you pass go. Uh, Because apparently Monopoly was sacrilegious, I guess. Um, Too wild, you know, to play Monopoly. And then this one is Amen, which is, you might think was Uno, but it's not. Instead of saying Uno when you have one card, you say Amen. And uh, it says, in Jesus' name, we play. Amen. And actually, real story, we have this one, amen, because we found it in a thrift store for a dollar. Steal. So if ever you're like, you know, Uno's just a little too spicy, a little too wild for me, we've got you. We can give you amen, because that's a thing. Um, But no, I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure the people that made this have a great heart, and I'm sure it was in the best of intentions. But at the same time, it's like, guys, sometimes as Christians, we need to loosen up a little bit. It's okay for us to have fun. It's okay to play a board game. Sometimes we take things a little too seriously. So um, I think that Christianity and fun can absolutely coexist. And I think that those things should not exclude one another. Um, And I would, in fact, argue that we as followers of Jesus should have more fun on accident than other people do on purpose. Because we have a level of of joy and confidence um, that we have in Christ that other people don't have. And so we should live light. We should live joyfully. Um, And scripture speaks a lot about the joy that should mark the life of a believer. Uh, And it's exemplified over and over in the life of Jesus while he was on this earth. So I want you to picture Jesus in your mind, okay? So like, you got a picture? If you're anything like me, (laughs) this is what I've seen most of my life, are these odd pictures of Jesus, usually with a halo, maybe with a blue sash, and he's always extending one arm, and I'm not really sure why, but he always looks like he's in pain or like he's, like, way too serious for his own good. Am I right? Am I the only one that have seen these pictures that it's like, okay, like, Jesus always looks really serious. And here's the thing that I would, like, think about is Jesus was human. Scripture says that Jesus was fully human, and he was a 30-year-old dude, 
Um, it's, uh, it's estimated, scholars estimate that him and his disciples were like between the ages of like 22-ish to 30. Okay, so you're telling me that 12 to 20, 30, 20 to 30-year-old men and women walked around and they were serious all the time. They lived together for three years. They walked down highways, they walked in Jerusalem, and there's no way they were just praying and singing hymns all the time. Like Jesus was human, he was a normal dude. I can guarantee you that they like picked on each other all the time. Um, I would bet they'd be like, hey, remember when we thought Jesus was a ghost? Like, oh, Peter, oh no, I'm drowning. You know, like they probably ripped on each other all the time. But I think sometimes we think Jesus was like this serious guy, but I'm sure him and his disciples lived life together. I'm sure they had fun. I'm sure they're like, oh, Jesus, there's a storm. You want a nap? Like, are we good? Um, but I think really Jesus was a fun guy. I actually have some proof of that too. There's this picture that I found. Jesus is a fun dude. I found this online too. Isn't that amazing? Jesus on a roller coaster. He had fun. Okay, that one's slightly sacrilegious. The next one too. Jesus bungee jumping, and I'm done, I'm done. I just, I found those online, I was like, I have to, I have to use them. So Jesus was fun, right? But, um, but I think it really when we look at his life, like we can see that he had a good time. And, um, and so let's look at scripture, actual scripture, not these sacrilegious pictures. Um, but in the book of Luke, um, there's a crowd of people that comes up to Jesus and they ask him a question about fasting. And so in Luke 5.33, it says, they came up to him and they said, John's disciples are well known for keeping fasts and saying prayers and also the Pharisees, but you seem to spend most of your time at parties. Why? They're like, dude, you party too much. You have too much fun. And in Luke 7, a few chapters later, it says, like, so Jesus was speaking to crowds about their perception of, like, him and their perception of John the Baptist, who came before him. And he's like, man, y'all put John on blast, because y'all said he was way too serious about this. He was, like, too holy. He was weird. He, like, ate things that were, he fasted too much. And then he said, the son of man, which is Jesus, what he calls himself. So he said, now Jesus, on the other hand, feasts and drinks. And you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard and a friend of tax collectors and other sinners. Okay, so they're like, man, you, you're a glutton and a drunkard. And like some of y'all are hearing that like, wait a second. He partied? Like Jesus partied? Not like you're thinking, okay? Not like you're thinking. But um, what's interesting is that uh, the Pharisees back in the day were people's perception of religion. So the people, the Pharisees were the people who killed Jesus. They're the people that um, were everybody's perception of what it meant to be follow after God, to, to be religious and to follow after him. And they were super legalistic and stuffy. Uh, they were no, by no means characterized as fun people. Okay, there's literally a scripture that says, like, you guys, uh, I'll read, I don't have it up there, but it says, what sorrow awaits you, Pharisees? You are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. They pick off leaves of their cilantro to make sure they tithe correctly. But you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but you neglect the more important things. And so basically, the Pharisees had gotten into this way of being so serious about rules and regulations and neglecting to be in relationship with people. So, so these people are looking at Jesus and they're like, you're supposed to be a rabbi and you're out here. You're supposed to be a teacher. You're supposed to be one of these holy people that follow God. And you're laughing. You're eating. You're hanging out with people that aren't religious. You're hanging out with people that aren't pious. Like That means you've got to be drunk. There's no way you'd hang out with normal people and laugh and eat and drink if you were actually religious. So that's what they're saying here. And, uh, and so they were like, man, you can't be a Jewish teacher and be this fun. I Really, that's what they're saying. And so um, it's apparent that Jesus knew how to be in relationship with others and to have fun with them. 
Also in John 15, Jesus, that whole chapter of John 15 talks about how Jesus, like when we are connected to God and when we live in relationship with him, we can live a full life. And I love John 15, 9 and 11. This is Jesus talking. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you these things so you'll be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. Because here's the thing, obeying the commandments of Jesus should bring us joy. Are they always easy? No, I'm not saying that. But they, they will bring us joy. They will bring us a lasting and permanent joy. And just like Andrew preached last week, when we follow God's commands, we actually find freedom in that. Because God's commands aren't just these rules that are like arbitrary and all this. They're actually descriptions of the way this world was created. Jesus came and God came and he gave us laws and commands to say like, hey, this is the way that I made the world to work. And I'm going to give you a heads up that if you break these laws, you're going to break yourself. Okay, you're going to mess things up. And so Jesus is saying that like we should live in joy when we follow the way of God. And this last verse I love, it's Hebrews 1.9, and it's referring to a place in Psalms where it says the same thing. It's like a messianic prophecy, which meant like the ones that preceded Jesus that said like, hey, Jesus is going to come someday, hundreds of years before. So it said, therefore, God, your God, talking about Jesus, has anointed you, pouring the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. So think about the most fun, the most joyful, the most lively person that you know, and this scripture is saying Jesus was more than that, that God gave Jesus more joy than anyone ever. And yet we don't live like that. We don't look at Jesus in that way. We often see him as super serious. But looking at Jesus's life, he had fun. He had good friends. He knew how to live a life filled with joy. And, uh, and so what I really wonder sometimes is why don't we as followers of Jesus live in the same way? Why don't we have the same level of joy and fun? So the Christian life surrender to God should bring peace. It should bring us a joy that outshines hardship and friendships that are deep and meaningful. And we should be fun people, just like Jesus was fun. But honestly, like, sometimes our lives aren't characterized by fun, especially in these years of college, right? Like, if you're a Christian, sometimes you're like, okay, so I don't really feel like I'm ready to go to West 7th and just go crazy tonight. So I guess that means that I'm, like, sitting on a Friday night by myself in a dorm, binging Netflix, and I guess I'll like go to bed at nine, right? Like maybe you're like, that's, that's my definition. And if that's your definition of fun, I am more power to you. That is awesome for you. I'm proud of your sleep schedule. Like you probably feel amazing. Um, but it, it sometimes isn't our view of fun, and yet it's what we feel like we have to do. It's what we feel like is the only choice for us if we're gonna follow Jesus during these years of college. And, and I don't think that that's true. I think that we can follow Jesus and have so much fun as we do it. So I want to talk tonight about how do we have fun. So this, this time of teaching is going to be pretty short. Um, so uh, like we're going to do a shorter teaching, and then we're going to like actually talk about it. Like How do we have fun? What are things we can do? Let's brainstorm. Let's come up with ideas. Um, but first, I want to talk about how do we have fun as Christians. And the first thing I would say is don't just avoid ungodly fun, but create fun that honors God. I think sometimes uh, we hear like, okay, the fun things in college to do are X, Y, Z. We know what those are. And if we're followers of Jesus, we feel like that when we look at Jesus's laws, we're like, that's not really okay for us as followers of Jesus. So that means we can't do anything. And like I said earlier, that's not the case. There are plenty of ways we can have fun in this season that have no contradiction with the laws of God. 
So first of all, when we live in a relationship with other believers, we are doing a holy thing. When we live in friendship with others, we are actually worshiping God. Scripture says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there among them. So when you gather with other believers, Jesus is with you. And then it also says, the world will know your followers of me by your love for one another. So we should have the strongest and best friendships as Christians. And and when we have fun together, we actually are performing worship to God. Sometimes we think worship is only this thing we just did, or it's only when you're praying, or it's only when you're reading the Bible. But you can actually do all aspects of your life that glorify him and that are worshiping him. So you can hang out with your friends and laugh about the stupidest stuff and be worshiping and honoring God. That's what scripture teaches us. And so if you've kind of always thought that the only holy thing you can do is Christian things, like, that's not necessarily true. That's not the case. So what can you do with friends that can be seen as glorifying God? And I would say get creative, okay? You guys are, were created, God created us to be creative. And also, um, we've been taught as horn frogs to lead on, right? Go frogs. So like lead on, get creative, have some fun, make some ideas, okay? So um, there, I heard rumor of like a karaoke club that's like going to get started possibly or something like that. Like that someone was like, hey, there's nothing wrong with karaoke. Let's make it happen, right? Um, so there's, I'm all for that. I think that would be awesome. How much fun would it be to get decked out in purple and go with your friends and just scream your head off at the first football game? That's fun. That's not ungodly. That's not wrong, right? Um, what if you texted your friends the next time you're walking through the commons in that carnival that your tuition paid for? It's hanging out there, and you're like, you walk by, and you're like, man, another carnival. If you're an upperclassman, that's what the upperclassmen think. If you're a first year, you're like, this is amazing. But what if you texted your friends, and you're like, we're going to ride this mechanical bull right here, right now. We're going to ride this water slide that is set up in the middle of campus. Like, do it. Have fun. Live a little. Just, just cast the vision for that. What if you got off campus, and you went and played mini golf? You went and threw axes. You went and, and watched a movie at the drive-in, right? Um, maybe you're like, dude, I'm broke. I'm not going to do any of that stuff, right? That's okay. You can still have fun if you're broke. There are multiple ways of having fun if you don't want to spend any money. Um, there are art museums, so many that are free in town. Um, there are, I think those uh, bikes that you can check out are free to TCU students. And uh, it's super fun to like check them out and then go ride down the Trinity. There's a duck pond down the Trinity. Like there's all sorts of things that you can do. Go for a hike, swipe, take a picnic, get your Chick-fil-A with your swipe, your one sandwich. Don't get crazy with fries, that's two swipes. But like one sandwich, you can get your Chick-fil-A sandwich, you can take a picnic, you can go and and go to a park and just like have fun, get off campus, leave campus. Um, Borrow a board game, we have have a whole closet of board games as those of you who are at our house saw, come borrow a board game and hang out. Because here's the thing, we can honor God by delighting in the lives that he's given us. When we show delight in the gifts that he's given us and the relationships that he's given us, that's a way of honoring God. And uh, so don't just sit in your dorm avoiding the ungodly things. Like, get out there and have fun that honors God. The next thing I would say is be intentional. So it may not sound fun to schedule fun, right? But you know what's even less fun? Being alone on a Saturday night because you didn't schedule any fun, right? You didn't text anyone and then no one's available. Oh, I'm seeing people like, oh, yeah, yeah, what is this? Um, But because really, um, culture has a low view of fun. American culture kind of has this view that fun is only something you get to do when you've done enough work or enough important things to actually go have fun, right? And, um, and I, don't, I think it's something that Jesus would not have viewed that way. 
I think that Jesus wouldn't have viewed it that way because um, cultural perspective really values productivity and accomplishment. Um, but we, we, that's not necessarily the way that God views it. So um, like a few years ago, I had a really hard season of life and I really needed a friend. Like I had friends that worked with me, friends that were like in relationship with me, but there were people that were like, I was like, I need someone that doesn't, isn't connected to my workplace. Like that is like, I can go and just have a good time and like forget about the things that are going on in my life, in my personal life or whatever. And, uh, and I looked around and I realized I have not prioritized fun. I haven't prioritized friendships. And then I was in a season when I needed a friend that could help get my mind off of the things that were going on. And I didn't have one because I hadn't invested in that. I hadn't prioritized it. And so I made it a, an idea. I was like, man, up to this point, like from this point on, that's not going to happen to me again. I'm going to fight for friendship so that when I need a friend, I have a friend. Um, and so I literally every semester I'll text that we have these friends that we hang out with and um, I'll text her at the beginning of a semester and say, here are all my dates. Once a month, we're getting together, and we'll get together as couples. Our kids will go off and play upstairs, and we'll just sit until like 11 or 12 p.m. We play games. Um, here's actually a picture of us. So they're all pastors. We're all pastors, okay? So you would think, it's really serious, like you would think, like, okay, that means that these pastors are like having spiritual conversations, and they're like praying for each other. That's, a, that's the good time, right? No, usually we're looking at stupid memes, and crying, laughing over fail videos and like potty humor until 11 p.m. playing a board game. Literally, we laughed so much. Like, I don't even know what we were playing here. It was, it was one of those ridiculous Christian games that we found. And so we were laughing so hard. And the thing is, every time I leave their house, sometimes we do talk about God, sometimes we do pray for each other, but more than not, we just talk and we just hang out. And every time I leave, I feel closer to God. I feel like I have met with the Lord as I've had fun with friends. And uh, that is a holy thing, guys. School and life will get crazy. And you will always have more that you can and probably should do. That's the way school works. You could probably make a higher grade if you studied, right? Or you could study your rest of your day and like still not get it. Like there will always be more to do. But God has actually commanded us to take time off. He's commanded us to take a break. And he asks us to be in relationship with others. And so you most likely won't naturally gravitate towards blowing off schoolwork to have fun with friends. Some of you will. Some of you are like, no, I haven't. That's really easy for me. That's great for you. Some of us are less that way. Um, and so, but it's something that you need to do regularly. It's something that God has asked us to do regularly. So I would challenge you to do that at least every week. Pick a time, text someone and be like, hey, what are we doing this week? Like, when are we going to hang out? What are we doing for fun? Uh, it's important for your faith, your mental health, and even your physical health. Okay. The last thing that I would say, last idea around having fun is practice having fun. Practice having fun. So sometimes we think, like, if it's fun, then it has to be this, like, perfect Instagrammable moment. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be, like, everyone's candidly laughing at each other and looking. Maybe that's just the girl's thing. I don't know. But, like, if it's not that, then it's not actually fun. If it's not something that I could post and everyone would be jealous of, then it's not actually fun. It's not actually worth it, right? Um, and we all know that real life doesn't look like that. No one naturally candidly laughs at each other and then gets a perfectly looking, it's just not natural. But it looks good, it looks good, right? Um, but sometimes it can feel, honestly, it can feel a little bit harder to take a break than it sounds enjoyable. Sometimes you're like, man, I probably should hang out with friends, but honestly, the whole time I'm with friends, I'm just gonna be thinking about the fact that I, I should be working on my like chemistry or my anatomy homework and I've got all this stuff going on. Like, and sometimes it actually takes discipline 
to make yourself stop thinking about all the things you should be doing to actually have fun. And, uh, and it seems like if you really, if, you, if that's you, then you really do need a break. Like even more so, if that just went through your head, then you really need a break, okay? Because here's the deal, you learn time management as you learn your new schedule, right? Every, every semester, you get a new class schedule, classes are different, classes are harder, you learn how to manage your time. You practice until you get good at it. You practice studying, you practice learning this material until you feel confident in it, right? Um, and you aren't immediately good at it. None of us ever are. Every semester is kind of hard to restart and figure out a new rhythm, but we do it because it's important, right? And I would argue that fun is the same way. Sometimes we have to practice having fun. We have to practice what it feels like to take a break and relax with friends because we're not naturally good at it at first, but taking breaks and having fun with friends is important, okay? Most of your professors would not agree with me on this. But if you went to a therapist or a counselor, I can guarantee you they would agree with me on this, okay? So um, I would say, again, taking breaks and having fun with friends is an important part of your health. It's an important part of your life. It's an important part of your academic health, even. You will study better when you've had fun. I can guarantee it. Um, and so let's give ourselves a chance to practice having fun. So maybe you may like, oh, we're going to go have fun and we're going to go ice skating and it's going to be the best. And then you get there, you're like, I hate ice skating because I do, I really do. So my, that's okay, practice it, try something different. Like you're like, no, that botched. I am not a, I am not a painter, that's not for me. That's okay, like keep practicing having fun, doing things with people until you find things that are life-giving to you. Give yourself the time to learn how to have fun. And over, the over time, it will get more life-giving and more relaxing. So here's the deal. As followers of Jesus, I want you to walk away with the idea that as followers of Jesus, not only can we have fun, but we should have fun. We should have a good time, okay? Um, our lives, we shouldn't be like those serious contemplative Jesus pictures, okay? That's not who we are. That's not who we are. We can have more fun than this, okay? We can be better than this. So our lives should be marked by the fullness of joy that comes from living the way that God called us to live. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to connect with you beyond this podcast. If you want more information about TCU Chi Alpha, visit tcuxa.com. God bless and go Frogs.